Episode of the Pastor and the Witch podcast, recorded live in Muncie, Indiana, with my smoking hot, smart ass, sharp witted wife, Jordan Butler. <laughs> and today we are actually not alone in our punk rock makeshift studio. We are joined by uh, a couple close friends of mine that are. Actually, the first guest on the podcast, uh, Casey Trammell and Brandon Thrasher. Hey. Hi. Yeah, this is a very punk rock DIY in here tonight. <laughs> Two mics, four people. Yeah. <laughs> Two mics, four people. <laughs> that has some very nasty undertones to it. <laughs> How many STDs are in this room right now, Jordan? All right, yeah, all right, we can go down that, that <laughs> rabbit hole. You guys both signed gag orders, too, yeah. so non-disclosure. HIPAA. HIPAA, yeah. yeah, no HIPAA violations on this podcast, unfortunately. Yeah, these are two guys that, gosh, how long have we have known each other? I met you, Trammell, when you were in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was probably like uh, 2005. Yeah. 15 years? 15 years. The first time I met Thrasher was you were broken down on the side of the road (laughs) in front of that sketchy motel (laughs) where there was actually a murder at the motel and they took the body and they dumped it um, out by the reservoir. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, dude. Dang. Yeah. That makes sense, though. It had different (laughs) owners when you, by that time, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's real. There was, I think it... I don't know if it was a murder or an overdose, but they wrapped this individual as a female up in the uh, the mattress. And mm. yeah, it's one of the, it looks like a Bates Motel. That yeah. was uh, Brandon's. What was it? Azuzu? Yeah. Yep. That Pathfinder. Yeah. Pathfinder, that Pathfinder. Yeah. Yeah. Pathfinder. Yeah. 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 No power steering. No. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I remember the the second time I saw you, you were driving downtown in that Pathfinder. You remember that? I had a boxer named Walker, and uh, I was. It's where Cannon Commons, it, okay, Commons yeah, yeah, yeah. is now, and you kind of pulled over, and it was really hot outside. Uh-huh. And it was like ten thirty in the morning, and you were drinking a PBR. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What are you doing?" And you're like, "I'm thirsty, man." <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, that was yeah my first day. Today. Yeah, and Vince, uh, Vince told me to, to go pick you up, so yeah. so I did, yeah. Like, were you in, you, were you in Sugarbush at the time? No, I was uh, still living in Newcastle, driving back at the library there. Uh, yeah, and I, like, I had no, like, I, I had visited, this is Shinfo, I on here, but I had visited the internship, and met like talent and a couple of other people um 
but yeah, I didn't like know anybody. So I knew that someone was coming to get me, uh, but I had no idea like what, who they were, what they looked like. Who was gonna be? Yeah. So every person that stopped was like, "Hey, are you Grant?" And they'd be like, "No." Like, do you need some help? And I'd be like, "Kind of." Like, I'm waiting for somebody, and then for a stranger. Yeah, I remember a guy was trying to sell me antifreeze. Yeah, uh, because yeah, my car was fucked, right? He was like, yeah, I can help you out for like 15 bucks. I'm like, fuck, man. Like, yeah. Wait, so your, your car, car was <laughs> broke down and he was trying to have you pay him $15? To help, like, to help me. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a good Samaritan. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I remember being like, because you had, like, full-blown beard. Uh, I think you still had, like... Yeah, through my nose. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. And so at first it's like, and I, I had to like wear, because I would go from the internship to like work, so I had to wear like work clothes kind of. So it was like, I don't know, uh, just didn't look how I would normally, I guess. Um, but yeah, you got out of the car and at first I just thought you were like a townie type dude. So I'm like, oh shit, man, this guy's like super intimidating looking. Uh, <laughs> but then you're like, just, just normal, like, hey, like, hey, man, like, are you, are you thrashing? <laughs> like, oh, cool, yeah, like, what's up? Like, this is the guy that I've been like waiting for, you know. Um, I was gonna ask what your thoughts were, like, when you first saw him. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> just like, yeah, the, I think, I don't know if this is like a typical rea- reaction uh, for folks, but yeah, just like thinking, like, this guy, like, I would hate the type of dude that was in my head that. Atta- like that image attached to the person stepping out of your uh, Buick at that time, right? It's like, I would not want to fuck yeah. with this guy. Like, I don't know, you just look really mean. It's it's so funny, though, because I'm like the most like... <laughs> if there was a phys- Non-aggressive person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like you would not want me on your side if there was a body. <laughs> I'm like going to lay down and just say, like, come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was first impression. So you had a bone, like yeah, we uh, talent Adam Talent and I we got our septum pierced and we started stretching them. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I had a a double zero bone through my. Dang, that's pretty big. Septum, yeah, it was intense. Every time you stretched, it was your teeth would be numb for a few mm-hmm. days. Yeah. It would just sting really bad. I remember this one time with Talent, <laughs> we did a coffee cupping. And uh, you know how you smell, you know? Everyone's going around the room saying, oh, I smell like uh, pineapple or whatever. Talent goes, I smell whalebone. It's <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah, like, you know, it's interesting, this podcast, like, we really kind of, like, Jordan and I had talked about this for really, like, since we got together, we, like, wanted to do a podcast because, like, I think I'm like a lot of people just love listening to podcasts in general and um, and wanted to do one, but at, at the time, it really wasn't the best time for us to do one just because we were going through so much shit, um, kind of in all aspects that we've talked about a lot on this podcast itself, but really, I think like where we're at now, it's definitely the right time, but it's also like the right time to have two people like you on here where we have some even amongst ourselves we have varying differences in beliefs like all four of us around this table right now but we also 
have a lot of shared, like, common ground. You know? Yeah. But I, I think us three in general have a lot of same uh, animosity towards the organized church, you know? Yeah. So, sure. like, I know you and I, we don't attend a church. Yeah. Even, even irregularly. Right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, like, I've tried to go to a couple of places, but um, I guess, like, the the sort of, that this feels weird, like, um, just the, the way that I tend to speak about that would be, like, uh, I have certain boxes that I want ticked if I go to a place, and I've yet to find a place that ticks a lot of those boxes. So, I, like, I, what I, would a few of those boxes, like, be? <laughs> uh, well... Yeah, so I guess, like, within the prefacing, like, um, I know that there there's not, like, a perfect community. I know that those, I'm not expecting for all of those boxes to be ticked, um, but I feel like some of the, um, like, initial things that I'm, that uh, for myself and, like, my wife and I are looking for, um, they seem uh, kind of easy enough, I guess. Um, so being uh, affirming is like almost number one, and that's surprisingly hard to find in Muncie uh, without caveats, right? So like not um, – it's funny, like even in the way that I talk, like I, I kind of ramble and try to clarify things. Um, to me, that is, like, a pretty, like, yes or no question, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so it starts from there, I guess. Uh, the involvement um, within the community, I don't want just, like, typical. <laughs> I know that that's, like, that's your, th like, this is a lot of, like, language that you oh, use, yeah. right? Like, I'm not looking for a typical church or a typical community. I don't want to just, like, uh, go to a place like I know a lot of people might uh, be only looking for a place that will watch their kids while they're going to what's basically like a social club. Yeah. Um, that's not what I'm looking for. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I guess like that that list could continue. Well, like um, here in Muncie, how many gay affirming churches are there? I could tell yeah, you. Abner leads a gay affirming church, which is a, uh, it's a, uh, fuck. Um, it's a, uh, I don't know. Gosh, like the denomination, of, you mean? Yeah, he's a Isn't Lutheran. He, he's a Lutheran pastor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know there is a, a Quaker church here in town that's mm -hmm. uh, gay affirming um, friends downtown. Is it, What is Urban Light's stance on? Gay marriage. Yeah, I had this conversation with <laughs> with Andrew actually, the yeah. lead pastor, because um, that was a concern of mine as well. And he he personally feels um, it's weird. He per personally feels more affirming than what he feels the the denomination is, but he also uh, is under a denomination in kind of feels like he needs to, I don't know, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but uh, 
he needs to feel like he has the support of the denomination, I guess, which I can get. You know, I'm not a leader, so I don't have to worry about all that. Um, my personal feelings is that I would want an affirming church. Um, and that was, you know, I had a long discussion with him. And he has all sorts of theology books that are theologically affirming. And he showed me them, and I went through them. And Do you remember a time, there was a time a couple years ago when Josh from, uh, what church was that? Remington was there for a while. Oh, Cooper? Uh, yeah. 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 The bridge? The bridge. Yeah. They, they were, there was a huge kind of, like, discussion. Yeah. And he was... <clears throat> Pulling in people on both sides, and he yeah. was going to land on something. And yeah, and I was there for a few discussions. Draper was that one. Yeah, um, I have a hard time discussing theology just because I get so bored. Not because yeah. I'm above it or anything. I just, you know, for me, I just it's not that I don't care, but it is comes that, off like that. Is that when Steph got up and spoke in front of mm. everyone and like? No, that was at the table of uh, Cain. Oh, okay. This was a church where Ryan was at for a time, and, um, you know, there was a, I, I don't know if there was a couple there that asked Josh to do their wedding. Yeah, people. yeah, that's what it was, And there yeah. was a huge, like, mm-hmm. backlash within the congregation mm-hmm. on both sides. Mm-hmm. Some people were like, of course, and some people were like, no way. Yeah. So it caused, you know, a lot of, uh, it, it forced a lot of conversations that needed to happen. But, and I don't even know where they landed on that because I'm not involved in that circle. Yeah. But just being in leadership in general, it's uh, one of those things, unfortunately, that will totally discredit you depending on where you land. And then if you <clears> land <throat> on the anti side, it's almost, you're almost looked at as like you're mature, you know? Yeah. And you're, you're growing in the spirit, which is weird to me. What I like about Urban Light is there's, there's, um, there's a lot of gay, people who even serve in the ministry. So to me, um, while I would like the church itself to say they're affirming, it helps me that people who are gay feel comfortable enough to be there and to serve. Um, so I, See, that that's like even another, like Mac. When I was at Mac, there was a guy um, who was gay, and he had never came out and said he was gay, but he, he did to me because he knew... Mm-hmm. He was safe with me, and he knew where I stood. But a lot of people assumed mm-hmm. that he was, and he was a greeter. And um, one day there was, Jordan and I were talking about this, There he was in the nursery, and there was these two babies just wailing, you know. And there was only one other person in the nursery, is Becky. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say these names because I just don't care. <laughs> but um, she said, you know, to this guy, like, hold one of these babies. We got to like, help me like calm him down. And he picked up this baby and the baby just like stopped crying. Mm -hmm. So he held the baby for the entire service. Mm -hmm. Well, somebody in the church saw that that was in leadership and she's kind of known for being very, you know, unaccepting and very non-forgiving on a lot of things, very astringent. And the next upcoming week, there was like this huge discussion and, he was no longer allowed to even serve as a door greeter, you know, which I was just like, so he left, unfortunately, but it was just one of those things to me where I was just like, it was just, it hurt, mm-hmm. you know, and it just was unnecessary, mm-hmm. you know, 
but really, you know, you talking about boxes and like going into churches here, even like certain terminology, when I hear people talk, I just. Yeah, I'm, I'm one too to like, uh, before even entertaining the idea of like stepping into uh, a community's like building, I'll read everything on the site. I'll listen to like, they have archive sermons. Um, but so like, uh, in the same way that you can hear someone ev- eventually, right? They're, they're almost like these, uh, there's a certain type of phrasing that will let you know where they're at theologically or as a community. Um, and yep. <laughs> yeah. Right yeah. Yeah. So like, that's the first thing I do is like read all of their like stuff on their site. Cause it's like, I'm, I know what these like terms mean. I don't know if like, it could be that unfortunately, like a lot of those phrases are just standard for a church's like site. Um, but if you say fill in the blank, that typically means this thing. Uh, Do you remember a time at Mac when we all first started going there to use the term reverend so-and-so or pastor so-and-so was looked down upon? There would be no American flags in the building. Yeah. It was very anti-establishment, very anti-government. And they weren't like Christian anarchists. I mean, some people were there were sure. Christian anarchists, but just that idea of patriotism and Christianity mm-hmm. was already, ad- it wasn't even addressed. It was just already decided, like, not here, mm-hmm. you know. And, and of course, there were pockets, you know. Like, you remember the one hard-nosed pastor there that was kind of a jerk yeah. for a lot of people because he was so hard-nosed about that, you know. And mm-hmm. really, only those kinds of people were attracted to him. It was a very small number. But... And then that's, you see that change in a church, which is interesting though, because like from Jordan's perspective, like it's entirely foreign, wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. Like, um, well, what do you mean exactly? Like, well, so like when we bump into people in the community, like from the church, talk about like your experience with that, because it happens fairly regularly. Well, I mean, it's been so long since I've been to church. Um, I don't know. Like, I, except for our inner circle of friends, when we run into people that go to church regularly, I kind of get uncomfortable because I just, one, I probably don't know them very well like he does. But, and also, to be honest, with everything we went through with the church when we got together, I feel like, I don't know if I'm being judged, and it's not like they make me feel like I'm being judged, but just with my experience with the church, I always feel like that person could judge me just because of not going to church, because of my experience with the church. But, you know, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, you know, there's been times where we've, like, bumped into people, and I know who they are and where they're at, and mm-hmm. they're not necessarily, like, accepting type of people and I won't one I I don't ask like if they ask questions I give very short answers and I give answers that don't lead to more questions because I don't want to talk I don't want to fill you in on my life because the way I look at it is I don't really know you and I it's nothing against you but like you're um an anchor 
and a drain. And there's been times where I don't even introduce them to Jordan because I look at it as like, especially people from like Mac, I look at it as like, you had the biggest opportunity in the world and you totally fucking chose traditionalism over just being just a fucking human being and Mm -hmm. getting to know somebody. So I look at it as like, no, like you made your bed, okay? So you you gotta lay in it. But at the same time, it's like, you don't get to meet this person because, like, you've already hurt this person and you hadn't even taken the time to... And I, that's why I feel about Michaela and all our kids, where it's just like, I don't even want to give you a platform to get to know them. We bumped into one person. You remember that one time? We were in the grocery store, mm-hmm. and they made a comment about, you know, my nickname for her is Moon, and she had J.K. Moon on her social media at that time and I said yeah this is Jordan they said yeah moon right and oh yeah I know who you're talking about I thought you were talking about someone else at first <laughs> oh. um but yeah we were in the grocery store and she came up to us and I had no idea because you have this problem where we run into people and I have no idea who they are until after and I have like and I know sometimes when we've talked like before meeting these people I'm like I'm gonna say this and this and then when I find out it's who, who they were. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> but, but yeah, I had a JK moon on my social media and she never knew, met me or knew who I was. And she was like moon. Right. And I'm like, I don't even remember what I said. Oh yeah. But that just goes to show that she had no idea who I was. Right. And she was creeping on my social media, which was well, even worse. She was even driving in the alley back here. Around the house, it was fucking weird. It felt like a cult. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Like man. we were getting messages and. Yeah, she was like calling, and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so Casey just uh, I missed it. <laughs> just silently voiced the name of this individual and totally hit it head on. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah yeah yeah. But it's weird because. Something that I really dislike about the church is, like, in our culture, especially in the Midwest, and I can only really speak for the Midwest because that's where we grew up, and also that's where I was a pastor at, but if you are um, a family man and you go to church, you're just automatically viewed as, like, oh, you got your shit together, like, Mm -hmm. you're good man, strong, head of the household type thing, Mm -hmm. and then when you leave the church, it's like, oh, He's fucked up, yeah, yeah. And like my opinion, um, you know, I I love it that I don't have that. Like, I don't like Sunday mornings come around. I don't feel different. I don't feel like, man, I should be in in church. And you know, I do think there's like some very uh, good things about a church body, but just what it's become, especially how politics are ingrained. Christianity and the evangelical church in my opinion is more based off of opinion so like and what I say with that is we show up and we give our opinion and that opinion is evangelizing Mm -hmm. not really walking it out but it's just show up and if people don't accept it then it's because they don't they hate God Mm -hmm. and they're lost and they've hardened their heart and then you move on so to me that that always frustrated me because one, I didn't think it was biblical, but two, it just like was easy to turn everything into an us and them mentality. Yeah, and I hated that. 
but it's also like we came through a church that was that church Mac was really hated by a lot of other churches in the community and the reason why I think so is because Guy had a congregation that was exploding mm-hmm. things were happening like the spirit was moving you know and a lot of other pastors didn't and they looked at Guy and I think there was a lot of jealousy but there was also like Guy did a lot of things that necessarily I'm not going to say they were wrong or right but they were just Guy's way and that rubbed a lot of people wrong, you know. So they looked at it like, I'm doing everything right. And, you know, here's a church over here, you know, the coffee church. Mm. So they would talk shit. Even to this day, I have people say, like, oh, we thought the coffee church was weird. And I'm like, no weirder than any other church, dude, you know. And it did attract a lot of different people, too. Like, um, I mean, there were a lot of the same people, but there was a, a, a branch of, like, weird people um i remember you know algier would be in the oh, back yeah. and oh, yeah, i love that dude so much yeah, i think about him all the time <laughs> is he the one that cut hair yeah. yeah 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 he was awesome he's always yeah i mean he's in florida you know yeah. like still living it up mm-hmm. married yeah still works out like dorian yates like yeah just... he makes all sorts of like weird videos yeah. i love it yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, that's like where I met Cody Quinlan, you know, like mm-hmm. to meet somebody like that at, on a Wednesday night at a church service, like, you know, who was a pagan and, you know, I mean, just, that's unheard of, you know, mm-hmm. and even us, I mean, I, there's videos of me preaching in high on fire t-shirts and sleep t-shirts and, you know, just like not being not wanting to be, but just like being caught up in that culture where it was more about living it rather than just like showing up and like, let's do a book study or let's like, you know, let's build a culture of what we think is right rather than being like, no, like if we're uncomfortable with something, like let's talk about why we're uncomfortable with it, you know? And I love that about the internship. Do you think about it? Think about all the weird people that are in the internship. <laughs> Yeah. Fucking weird people. <clears throat> yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Redbeard. Like, yeah. yeah. I love that dude. I love that dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, crazy. Yeah. Like us, though. You know, yeah. like crazy in a good way. Yeah. Um, And then just people like Adam Talent, you know, that like walk to a different beat, you know, like totally. And even to this day, you know, I don't talk to Adam as much anymore, but, you know, he's definitely his own kind of person. Yeah. And that intimidates a lot of people in the church. Even talking about this, though, dude, like, right now, I'm just like, all right, let's talk about something else. Because <laughs> it's, like, so, uh, it's not frustrating, but it's just, like, what the church has become. And that was one thing, like, Vince Stoltz, he always, like, made it clear. I mean, you want to talk about crazy. Like, Vince was one of the most craziest dudes I ever met. He was mad, man. Even even though he's dead now, I still, I when he died, man, like, at Mac, I would still hear people talk shit about him. And I'd be like, he's fucking dead. And you're, like, you're talking shit. Like, that dude was a genius and never really appreciated for his gift setting. And But he was a guy that 
wouldn't be accepted in circles, you know? And he was a dude that, like, he couldn't go anywhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what church would accept him, you know? And that's, like, I look back, though, and there is, like, this sense of, like, that community is lost. I've lost that community, you know? Vince was a radical, and he really shouldn't have been. Yeah, he was, man. <clears throat> Definitely. You know? I think about Vince every day um, because he was that first guy that told me, like, hey, it's okay to hate church. Mm-hmm. And back, like, you probably should. Mm-hmm. You know? And, like, a pastor telling you that, like, and it's okay to, like, get fucked up about how much you, like, don't like this and aren't comfortable in church. And because you're uncomfortable, that's why you should be here, though, because, like, you shouldn't really be comfortable in church. Because church culture is, like, it's sterile, you know what I mean? It's like that everybody's happy, everybody has their shit together. In reality, like, we're human beings, so nobody has their shit together, you know? I think that's what was one of the major downfalls with Mac was, like, it was becoming, like, just put on a happy face and greet everyone with a smile and move on. Yeah. I mean, like, I, and so for me to, like, there used to be a church in Denver, Colorado called Scum of the Earth. It's a bunch of anarchists. Like, Johnny Thrash would go there. There's a bunch of skater, like, punks, and a bunch of anarchists. And there would still be people there that, like, you know, were probably leaning more traditional, but they were surrounded by a group of Lonnie Frisbee-esque type people, you know? Oh, yeah. And, I mean, Lonnie Frisbee's a good example, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, who the hell will accept Lonnie Frisbee? Mm-hmm. Chuck Taylor did it first. You know? <laughs> or Chuck Smith, but, you know. Um, <laughs> Chuck Taylor. He was a cool guy, too, man. Or, you know, like uh, Larry Taylor. Mm. You know? You want to talk about crazy? Awesome. Ahead of his time. Like, mad. Mm-hmm. Genius. <clears throat> Sorry, babe. I know we're, like, throwing out a bunch of names here. <laughs> I know, I'm like, who the fuck are these people? <laughs> <laughs> Lonnie Frisbee was a, uh, a pastor out of California, and he, uh... Do you still have, sorry, Dick. Do you still have the documentary? No, I gave okay. it to somebody, man. Um, but I found it, it used to be on Amazon. Uh, Lonnie Frisbee, The Life and Death of a Hippie Preacher. Mm-hmm. He was a uh, hippie in San Francisco in, um, in the 60s. And um, was out. They were like hiking in the mountains. They took acid. And in this trip, he had an encounter with God. And um, like started this ministry, basically. And it was like a street church. But uh, like true hippies, uh, Lonnie was gay. And, you know, unfortunately, I had to keep that hidden for a long time. And, uh, had some issues, but later on in life, he contracted HIV that turned into AIDS that, you know, took his life, but uh, was just, like, one of those people that, you know, when you look at, like, Christians that are put on the outside, you know, I mean, like, somebody told me, like, um, when you get fired from a church, you know you're doing something right, and I thought about Lonnie Frisbee, you know, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's probably true you know like for the right reasons you know and uh that's definitely the case but you know like this podcast is like really weird because 
but Jordan has. Like, we have a, a, a lot of similarities with what we would call faith, um, but we also have some things that aren't similar, but they, if you really, like, start to kind of, I'm going to use a Christian term, deconstruct them, that basis of what Jordan says is, you know, the golden rule mm -hmm. um, is always an underlying theme, you know. But Jordan will be the first one to kind of point out that a lot of the things that go on in the Christian church are very similar to what a pagan ritual would be like, you know. I mean, how many times do you do you pray or do you, you see something you're like, the Spirit's moving, you know. Now, of course, like, pagan would say that the christian would go well, that's demonic you know mm -hmm. what i mean or yeah. they would like downplay it but it's similar or praying just in general like do you want to elaborate on that yeah like <clears throat> i don't know when the way i always look at it is you know you can go into a church and you have the bible or um, you pray or you sing or whatever and that's your way of connecting with god um, but with me or a pagan, um, you connect with nature or you, you know, with, with, which some churches light incense too, but like candles or incense or, you know, um, people call them spells, which I mean, I call them spells, but it's not like you are casting a spell on somebody. It's just, you're, you're, you're saying these words and you're focusing on something and that's just, you know, I don't know, but it's all the same, like with my crystals, instead of, um, you know, I use crystals and someone else might use a Bible or um, a, a rosary or something, you know, that's the way I look at it. It's all the same thing. It's just a different perspective. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Have any of you read uh, Richard Rohr? You, you have? Is it? I haven't read any. I've heard him on a podcast but i haven't read his stuff who is it richard Rohr. he's a catholic dude really smart i heard him on a podcast i haven't read his book but he had a book called universal christ i don't know yeah i've not read that yet. okay that's like a, a more recent a more recent book of his he, yeah he's a franciscan monk uh i think in new mexico he has um uh sort of like a ministry or a space called like the, I think it's called like the center for, I'm going to fuck this up. It's like the center of contemplative action or something. So it's, it's the way that I've heard it kind of talked about is uh, something similar to something like the internship. Right. Um, but he uh, kind of his whole thing is like, um, oh man, there's a lot of, he, he's just really good. Um, but it, it's a lot of like getting back to say more contemplative practices that were maybe abandoned by, uh, Christianity as, as we kind of see it today. Um, but he also, um, for some, for maybe like a typical evangelical, it might be of an ultra progressive like theology, but it's, um, maybe more fundamental than um something like evangelicalism so would it be like uh he's a he's catholic you say uh he's so i this is kind of like a blind spot for me he's a franciscan monk okay so i think it's like tied to catholicism okay, yeah. but maybe not 
fully yeah. or something. Um, yeah. But he he's just super good. Like he's on a lot of podcasts. Is kind of how I uh, heard about him oh, first. He's 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 old, but he's not super old. I yeah. think he's like maybe like around sixty. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like he he's not like. I'm only like 20 years away. <laughs> I know, like, <laughs> knock on wood, he's not, like, about to die. Like, but, 60's um, the new 40. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Uh, but, yeah, he's, he, was, um, he was brought up in Catholicism. There are certain phrases that, um, uh, even on podcasts that I came to kind of, like, um, they almost, like, helped, uh, helps me appreciate, like, experiences or almost, like, redeem experiences. Like, um, he was on the liturgist once, and he was just talking about, like, what's your inherited faith tradition, right? And uh, Michael Gunger's, as if we're not already, like, pushing buttons, but, like, anyone listening to this who's maybe, it's stupid, doesn't matter. Um, so Gunger was, like, the cool thing about a podcast is, dude, you know what you can do? You just edit it all out. No, I <laughs> Okay. No, 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 not, no, not that. Yeah, when yeah. I, when, if we get an email, I can just fucking delete it. Sure, yeah. And there's no elder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for there's sure. No getting called into the office. There's yeah, no, like, right. I'm going to ruin your life. Yeah, yeah. Rent. I can fucking delete it. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's freedom. Right yeah. The Second Amendment is not freedom. That's freedom. Yeah. All right. Sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, so he, um, Gunger was like, I was kind of brought up in like Pentecostalism, like the Assemblies of God and stuff like that. And Rohr was like, um, he said something like, um, he kind of talked about his appreciation of like Pentecostalism. He was like, they have beautiful practices, um, but they're they're missing like, it's something like they have beautiful practices but bad theology. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, "Fuck, that's like so good." Because I like I have a fondness of memory of like good, say like worship experiences within like my first church that was yeah. very like charismatic. Um, but I came to disagree with almost everything that they said. Right. Yeah. Um, so he he yeah he's good. Um, the Universal Christ he. Um, He's kind of always been, I mean, it's kind of in the name. He's kind of always been a sort of, like, Christian universalist, but um, I don't know that he would, like, outright say that, right? But from what I understand, this book is kind of, like, um, expounding on that a bit. Well, and, you know, like, Christian universalism is a, a bad phrase to be spoken yeah. on in the church. You know, like, if you say that, then, you know, one of my favorite theologians, uh, William <clears throat> Barclay, um, Scottish theologian, I think William died in the, he died in the 70s, um, but he was, he was a professor in, in Glasgow and uh, wrote a ton of books, but in the last, last probably decade of his life, um, he became a Christian universalist, and he wrote a very, very brief, like, thing on Christian universalism, and of course, everybody discredited him for his life's work after that. But it was kind of where I land on a lot of things. But, you know, it, it, all this stuff is interesting because, you know, like you have these like people like Rob Bell that I was just about to bring him yeah, up. Yeah. people, you know, <laughs> yeah. like they look at him and they're like, oh, you read Rob Bell. Yeah. Like, it's a bad thing, yeah. you know. But it's funny, though, because you As talk, if we all like at some point didn't have a copy of one of his books or watch a video yeah, everybody or had something. A copy yeah. of Velvet Elvis. Yeah. I don't care what, you know. Yeah. What I mean? Yeah. Like, and that was given to me. You know, it's it's funny because here in the last few years, I've come to accept that I don't believe that the Bible is inerrant. Mm -hmm. 
and there was a pastor, one of my first pastors, a guy named Woody Noblet. He passed away this year, and he was in the in the hospital dying, and I went up and saw him. It was the last time I was with him, and Woody was a Baptist pastor. He's from Detroit, and um, he talked about, you know, he was like, we had a really deep conversation. I didn't think he was going to die like the next, he died like 36 hours later, but he was sitting up talking, and um, and I asked him, you know, I said, because he kept saying something like, I'm going to tell you something, but I, I don't want to offend you. I don't want to make you mad. And I was like, well, what are you going to tell me? And um, he had already said it, and he, he didn't say anything to offend me at all, and he thought it was he was going to offend me, and it was like, it's okay just to, like, to not be comfortable with the church because he knew I'd left. And I asked him, I said, you know, like, do you think the Bible's inerrant? And he's like, oh, no, the Bible's filled with errors. Like, to stand on that, like, which is a lot of Christians do. Like, they come to a place in their theology, and then they lay, a, like, this stake, and then they fight that to the death. And it's not really Jesus. It's this traditionalism where this is what it says no matter what. Yeah. And you have that to where people like Rob Bell, like, become a heretic, you know. Mm which I've always said, like, a heretic to me, man, is means somebody's, like, growing because, like, you should be growing and you're going to say a bunch of shit that you might not necessarily believe six months down the road or mm-hmm. let alone five years down the road. Mm-hmm. But for me, like, I've come to a place where um, grace is much more clear than it was before. So accepting the, the fact, I mean, like, let's just, like, dumb this down a little bit because I I think this is a very common thing but like take any book all right and just by me saying that a lot of Christians well the Bible's not a book man it's a living (laughs) calm down (laughs) Jerry Falwell calm your shit down (laughs) so but take any book right that's been written centuries ago translate that into I don't know how many different languages how many different contexts, how many different culturals, cultures, and then to think that that hasn't been changed by human hands and human agendas, to me, I just don't think that's logical. I'm not saying that, like, faith has to be logical because it doesn't, but to me, it's like, there has to, I mean, there's some stuff in there that I, with Paul, I strongly disagree with, you know, and I don't think that's, I don't think that's wrong, you know? Yeah. What do you think about um, just the whole process of the canonized Bible? Well, like the Protestant? Yeah. I mean, there's like the Catholic Bible yeah. has the Apocrypha or what the Protestants yeah. would call the Apocrypha. So yeah. um, some weird books in it, but also like yeah. historical books in it. Yeah. Um definitely very interesting and there was a time in my life I studied a lot of that especially when I was getting ordained because I was expecting them in that ordination process to really them to really drill me on that and they didn't but um, you know I I strongly think that I don't think that like when those books were put in the canon that there was some kind of like underlying theme in an attempt to manipulate people don't think that at all but I think what happened is that just over the course of time I mean there's certain like verses that 
you know, whether it's Old Testament or New Testament, that don't necessarily line up with what Jesus is saying. You know, like if you look at Paul and and um, <clears throat> Philemon, where he talks, there's a slave that's escaped from their slave master, and he tells him, "No, go back." Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense to me, you know. Or Paul saying you don't have to be circumcised, and then you know, circumcising Timothy. I mean, like, what is that? Like getting, you know, falling back on Jewish tradition. Some of those things, where some of that just doesn't make sense to me, but it comes from a cultural perspective that isn't mine. So I think it falls down on a few things. And if you look at like the words of Jesus, man, he really. Out of the Ten Commandments, he says there's basically three that basically encompass all ten, you know. And the Ten Commandments weren't something that, in my opinion, you know, just my opinion, but it's not something that anybody could follow, you know, or anybody could do. Just like Adam and Eve being two two people that started, you know, I, I just don't think it was like that. And I don't mm-hmm. think it was an attempt to be like that. Or how in the first, you know, in the Pentateuch, there's no mention of hell, you know. So, and to me, you know, it's just like with uh, homosexuality, you know, they'll throw out the Levitical verse about that. But if you really look at that, and then you look at some of the other laws in that book, you know, trim our beards, we clip the sides of our head, we eat shellfish, those are okay, you know what I mean? So, it's just like those things where, in a cultural perspective or, you know, in the words of Ted Kennedy, as pertains to who, you know? Like, so, things like that. It's interesting, man, and you know, like, I'm so far out of that, where I couldn't, like, give you a real clean, like, clear perspective on that. But to me, um, you know, like the book of Enoch is in the Apocrypha. It's yeah. not in the uh, canonized of the Protestant Bible. But the book of Enoch is referenced in the New Testament, right. you know. Just things like that that are really interesting. But at the same time, like, again, you fall back on traditionalism. Because if you look at the Old Testament, some of the stuff that Jesus was doing, it was in direct opposition of the Samaritan woman that would get him kicked out of I mean he's talking to what the Jews would consider a half-breed they wouldn't even walk through Samaria they would go around it because it would make them ceremoniously unclean you know so things like that where that wasn't part of the law you know where Jesus in my opinion was uh I mean, like, he, he didn't fall on traditionalism, you know? I think he he brought grace, and that's the biggest difference, you know? So, and, and to me, like, I look at somebody like me and Jordan. We had this conversation one time where she was like, are you worried about me? And it's like, I'm worried about us all, you know? I, I don't land on this area where I, like, I... You ever met somebody in church where, like, I know this, and, like, they're just, like, they're so strong in their convictions, I have doubts, man. You know, I have I have so many doubts. And um so I again I fall back on grace where I'm like, you know, I'm not I don't I, I haven't figured this out. And I, in fact I've never met a man who has. I've met a lot of men who say they have, but they haven't. And things fall apart. 
Want to add something, babe? <laughs> well, I feel bad because we're like yeah. talking all this. No. I'm just listening. The only thing, like this is totally off what we were talking about, but I, like it came to my mind earlier with what, what we were talking about, but my grandma was Catholic. And I remember growing up, she always had her rosary. Like she had several, but she would always have her rosary. And she would, I mean, I, I don't remember the prayer, but you know, like how they hold each bead and they repeat the same prayer each until they make the full circle. And it just reminds me like whether you're pagan or whatever you believe, a lot of times prayer or rituals or spells or whatever, you're repeating the same thing over and over and you're directing your or you're concentrating your energy or your focus on on an object so I just find that interesting because it to me that's why that's when I say it's all the same it's just different perspectives and different cultures and how things have shifted and you know people believe differently so they branch off and start their own type of belief and then that's why we have all these different religions or whatever no, like, I, I fully agree. So, like, Casey or Thrasher, like, let me ask you. So, right now, there's a guy in... Gun to your head. <laughs> your head, yeah. There's a guy right now in Iran, Syria, Iraq, in the Middle East, and he's praying to Allah, right? And I don't know how you guys pray. I don't know your prayer life. But when you pray, do you think that's the same God? Is it a different God? <clears throat> if I had time. Okay. Can you, how, how, like, how to articulate Do you want me to answer it first so I, I can take the, the shrapnel first? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's the same God. Because mm -hmm. I think there's only one God. Now, yeah. what that looks like for a lot of people is different. Yeah. Because, like, honestly, if I was born in Iraq or if I was born in Kuwait or Indonesia, where there's a huge Muslim population, I'm probably going to be Muslim. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. I grow up in that context. So mm -hmm. the evangelical church would take that as well. You're born in America, the greatest country in the fucking history <laughs> of countries, you know, yeah. which is a joke. But I look at it as like your belief is so tied to your culture yeah. and your surroundings. So to say that, like, my God is doesn't hear anybody else mm -hmm. or their God is different. I just don't see that because when it comes down to it, we're all human beings, you know, and we're all searching, you know, even if we're not searching, you know, it's still, you know, so let's see, let's hear your answer. Yeah. I would, I would say that I feel similarly. Um, I, I've been, I've, like you said, be, deconstruct like it's a christian term but like i went through a deconstruction and try to figure out like what is the core of my belief uh because i was getting so tired of all of the entangle entanglement from everything else you know so what do i believe at the core um and i brought it down to jesus thinking okay jesus there's some there's sufficient evidence to suggest that he did exist as a person so if he was a person, uh, what was he claiming? And <clears throat> for me, I I choose to believe that um, Jesus is a 
uh, not just a prophet, but something greater. Um, but I still like, I'll look at like the moon and I'll, I'll just wonder, you know, and I think about other people and other, uh, cultures, even like, uh, like you brought up native Americans, I think in the last podcast, um, like what, what they believed in their rituals, uh, because it's not like they had the, the Bible handed to them. Maybe they did after, uh, you know, the massacre, <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I think I think you're probably right. There there is one God, and how do we reconcile that? I, I don't have any answers, but I'm in that same boat. I would say, Thrasher. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess my answer is similar to all of ours too. Um, I was just trying to think of like a, a way of talking about it and. Uh, I guess there's not much to add. Um, we, we seem to be, I think, a, a large part of the process of uh, sort of articulating what God is for us uh, is, um, I think, I think it was Pete Rollins uh, said that like, and this could be taken from like Tillich or somebody who is, is like an influence of is um is like na- naming the unnameable or uh y- you know something like the idea of God is so like mysterious that um we can only do so much in in trying to like explain or describe it right um so we do the best that we can uh but for better or for worse and typically for worse um our idea of God or the picture that we paint of God also looks a lot like us, right? Um, so th- it's almost impossible, uh, not just with something like this, um, uh, but just in general, right? Like it's it's hard to kind of separate ourselves or our influences, our cultures, things like that, um, when trying to talk about anything really, but um, something like the idea of God, right? Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, I, um, I, I'm with you, I think, uh, yeah, I think the idea of God is, um, it, it's like a universal thing, it's, it's, uh, yeah, we're all, ta- we're all talking about the same thing in, uh, similar and sometimes different ways, right? So, so, babe, if I was asking you that question... Where would you fall? That Jesus is definitely not white. I know that. Um, but no, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I agree. I just, I, I don't know. I look at God as, like, a higher intelligence. Um, but, you know, like, with different pagan beliefs, like Wiccan and all that, a lot of Wiccans believe in, like, two gods, like the god and goddess. But with, I don't necessarily believe that, but also I, I kind of, have a different perspective of that like there's feminine and masculine energies like the moon is feminine and the sun is masculine so I don't know like I I I I do think it's the same God um but to me God is like an energy a different or a higher intelligence and whether you're Christian or pagan or Catholic or whatever um sometimes you might see like this um 
this Christian that is highly successful and they seem to really be, you know, touched by the spirit or whatever. But I really think it's like a mindset, like you believe enough that you believe like you have such a strong belief in whatever it is you're believing in that it's impacting your life that I don't know if that makes sense, but like, it's all about your mindset and man, anyone can manifest things in their life if they have the right mindset, you know? And I, that's, and then when I say that God like exists in us all, which it says that in the Bible, you know, God is within us. So, you know, I think that we all have that power of God or whatever. And also like whatever that it says, um, God made us in his image or whatever that verse is, <laughs> but you know, so, but yeah, I think it's all the same. It's just, um, I guess, yeah, it's the same, but. <laughs> well, um, I'm going to do something here really quick. So we're coming in on almost an hour, but we're not, we're not done. So, um, Thank you for tuning in to this episode. You can reach us at the Pastor and the Witch Podcast at gmail.com, thepastorandthewitch.com, or hit us up on our Facebook page. You want to add anything, babe? No. Okay. Well, thanks a lot. <laughs>